What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack. Did say his name this time. I did last time, but he called me out now. Hello, everyone. Thank uh, you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. You're listening to the 127th episode of the Hogline Podcast. And today we have a March Madness check-in with you through the first, Jack has a basketball in his hand, uh, through the first weekend of this tournament, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, instead of the traditional Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, a little unfortunate, I couldn't watch as much as I, couldn't really watch much at all on Monday. I just saw that Michigan LSU game at night. I worked from 10 to eight, so I couldn't really see the majority oh, of it. Um, that's unfortunate. So that, I know that, that 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 was a bit of a bummer, which wouldn't have happened on a normal year. Um, but nonetheless, still a great weekend. Uh, very happy to have it back after two years. Still highs and lows uh, for me as a Rutgers fan, and we'll get into that in a second here. But um, yeah, it's just it was crazy, and today. First, we're going to be saying Jack and I came up with three moments that we thought stood out to us, our favorite moments from the first weekend. Um, and after that, we'll be getting into each matchup and each of the teams that are left, the 16 teams that remain, um, and just kind of go from there. Um, but first, I mean, it, it was a crazy weekend, and um, the highest sum of the seeds remaining. I think that's a popular stat that's been going around. Yeah. Mostly for Roberts. I feel like they're really. That's true. They're probably. Uh, what's the word? Skewing skew that. Numbers. Yeah, they skew that maybe. But no, this was the. Um, I don't know at what point it all kind of blends together this whole past four days of watching basketball. But at one point they said it was the highest. The most amount of upsets in round one or the most amount of. That's not true. No, 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 no. It was the most 12 seeds and above still in it in the second round. In the second round. Yes, that is true. Well, I mean, we'll get into the team specifically in a second, but you have an 11 seed, a 12 seed, a 15 seed, and another 11 seed. So four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. That's, um, I feel like, more than normal. I feel like it's usually only one or two. Um Sometimes zero, I guess. But yeah. I remember, I think 2019, the only double-digit seed was Oregon, and they were a 10 or 11. Um, 11. Yeah, because they beat Wisconsin. I had them at, I had Wisconsin in the Final Four. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, all right. So what? let's start. Let's go in here with our, our favorite moments. What, what was one of your favorite moments? We'll start with you. Uh, at number three on my favorite moments of this tournament so oh, you far, ranked them? I'd rank them. Yes, I didn't uh, rank mine. Okay, that's fine. Um, I have Virginia's hex game tying three in the first game, just because it was the first game, first March Madness game in two years. We've been uh, long awaiting this this time of year, and they started us off with a with a great one with that three. That's it tied it with like a second left. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Florida had free throws, missed one or both, and it was still a three-point game, and then Tech brought it down, hit that three with 1.6 remaining sent to overtime. 
that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was that was a fantastic way to start off the field of uh, 64. Not one of my moments, uh, but the first the first four games on Thursday were tremendous as well. Yeah, I was going to say good. yours was a way to kick off the tournament, but it was kicked off very nicely with the Thursday games. Uh, three out of four went to overtime. I think. No, just one. Sorry, no, just one went to overtime, but um... but. Two of the games were, were within one point, and the other was an eight-point game. The other one was the overtime game. Well, no, there was there was an eight-point game, the Texas Southern, Mount St. Mary's, uh, the Drake, Wichita State, and the Appalachian State, Norfolk State game were, all, were both one-point games. Yeah, and then the other then one the, was the overtime game. Correct. So that that's my honorable mention, but that, that, I just wanted to mention that as well. That's your, that didn't, is that not your top three that's an honorable mention? Yeah, I just thought of it now. Okay. Again. Uh, another one of my favorite moments, not just from the first round, but the first weekend, was the second round game between Texas Tech and Arkansas. Okay. Um, that game was fan- just fantastic all around. It was a two-point game at the end. Uh, I don't remember who on Texas Tech missed the layup, but there was kind of like a layup. They kind of it was a it wasn't like an easy wide open layup, but it was a little bit contested. But it was you know right right underneath the basket and it didn't go in. Uh, but that game was back and forth the whole second half. Uh, I was it it was overlapping with the Rutgers game, I believe. So I didn't see from start to finish, but I was watching like you know the whole most of the second half. <clears throat> excuse me, most of the second half and the last five minutes were thrilling. So and those are two really good teams. I really. Yeah, uh, I had Texas Tech in my final four, but I knew one of their hardest games was going to be against Arkansas. So I really like the winner of that game to make a deep run. I think Arkansas can really make some noise and, and make it to the final four. They were in the final four in my uh, second bracket, which was not my main one, but I included them there just because I thought the winner of that game could really uh, make a deep tournament run. So I was looking forward to that game. I was hoping neither of those teams got upset in the first round and we got it in the second round matchup, and I that, that was one of my favorite games so far. Yeah, I um agree with you about Texas Tech and Arkansas. Um, I like them both coming in, and I did pick Texas Tech to in my lead eight, I think, or Sweet Sixteen. But um, that was one of the toughest games that I had to predict the winner. I predicted incorrectly, but um, yeah, that was a great game. Yeah. Texas Tech Brown- really kind of blew that game. They did. I, I, I mean, they shot 50% from three, uh, but not quite as well from the field. Um, but yeah, I, I was, when the bracket came out, I was a little disappointed because these, I, I wanted to pick both of these teams and make a deep run, uh, but they got matched up in the second round. So uh, couldn't do yeah. that there. I like both the coaches a lot. Musselman for Arkansas and Chris Beard for Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech is, you know, I know they're they're no longer playing, but just, I really like the way they play. Uh, they always have a good defense with Chris Beard. As they made they made the national championship two, last time the tournament happened. So, um, thanks to the, the defense. How do you feel about Mac McClung? Uh, well, I used to hate him because he left Rutgers, abandoned us. He never um, left Rutgers. He was never there. He committed, he committed to Rutgers. Yeah. He gave us his word that he was coming, and he, he didn't come anymore. Uh, but I've grown to I, – I, I, I like watching him play. 
Um, so I've, I've put that grudge. I've, uh, I've let it go. Okay. That's good. Cause I love Mac McClung. I love his high school tape. But, I know you're really uh, hoping for the revenge Georgetown Texas Tech final. So sorry, neither of those teams are still alive. <laughs> True. Yeah, that could have. Uh, they they came. They're on opposite sides of the bracket. They could have played in the final, right? They could have. Oh well. Um, could have been. I want to give my second favorite part of the tournament moment of the tournament. Um, it's uh, Crutwig steal against uh. It was Desumo. It was Ayo Desumo at the end of the game. Um, I guess it's technically... I don't know if it's registered as a steal, but he hit. He went for the steal, and it hit off Desumo that went out of bounds. And that was kind of like sealed the game. And then uh, after it, just... His whole uh, demeanor after it was great. Did you do what I'm talking about? Mm, I don't know. He had four steals in the game. I saw that. Okay. It was at the very end of the game. But, yeah, it was just an awesome moment. And what a fun character to watch in Grutwig. The Ryan Jeffrey, TJ Anthony love child. (laughs) I don't know about that. But, yeah. No, I didn't say it. Kevin said it. I've just been spreading it around. So, I have been saying it. But, uh, I just he's really a lot of TJ. Okay, not necessarily Ryan. Um, yeah, we were we were before last week's episode. We were recording with Ryan. We were saying that we all had a good laugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Crowig is. Um, you just look at him. He doesn't look like he should like be good, but it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is like six nine. I know, but like. But when you just see a picture of him, like, yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what's your next one? What's your other? F- give us another moment of the tournament that you've enjoyed. Well, I mean, this is—I feel like this is pretty obvious. Um, but it was the Oral Roberts, like the whole the whole game. Um, yeah. We were eating dinner as it was closing, but like we, we were all glued to the TV. Um, but yeah, Max Aismas, I guess we'll talk about him a little bit when we get to Oral Roberts. But, I mean, he's the leading scorer in the country. Um, he's fantastic. He's very quick and shifty and very small. Um, but, you know, he's got some moves, and he's just very fun to watch. And, uh, again, Oral Roberts, second 15 seed ever to reach the Sweet 16, and we'll see how far they keep going along here. I mean, they, they got a tough matchup against Arkansas, and I – I don't know. I don't know how they'll fare there, but um, just a great run so far. And the game against Ohio State was just awesome. I mean, Ohio State, I believe yeah. they were up, they were up by six or eight or something like that. Um, they've always been kind of like their games are always up and down at the end. And yeah, I don't know. That was just really fun. I'm yeah, just, even I'm though glad I had, we got that type of game. I had Ohio State in my final four, but I, I don't know. I didn't care. I just was for the upsets. A lot of these upsets kind of really hurt my bracket, but I didn't really care. (laughs) Yeah, I had Ohio State in the Sweet 16, so that wasn't too detrimental for me. But my bracket's done anyway. I I lost Texas in the first round, and um, 
Illinois. Did you end up? I forget. Did you end up with Illinois or Gonzaga? Well, I did two brackets. My main one was Gonzaga. Um, had Texas in the Final Four. They got upset, obviously. Uh, and then I've, Illinois was the big blow because I had one of my brackets had them in the finals. The other one I had them winning. So that was obviously okay. rough. But yeah, that was my second second tournament. Uh, and my favorite part of the tournament is Tanner Groves. Yeah, he's the, the lumberjack. And his brother. And about the Groves twins, here is the uh, here are the assumptions that me and my roommates have drawn on these two, on the Groves twins. They were, one, definitely homeschooled. Two, I can guarantee they both showed up to the game in overalls and a flannel. And this is the, <laughs> I, one of my roommates, I think Shref said that either Shref or Josh said that they don't know English. They only know how to grunt. Right. <laughs> Those are, um, they can, they, I think you can consider them facts, not just assumptions. Those um, are what we, but they're awesome. And if, if they get back in the, if Eastern Washington gets back in the tournament um, next year, the Groves twins are both, uh, Tanner Groves is a, uh, is a um, redshirt junior and the other one's a true sophomore. So they're both going to be back. Assuming they don't Uh, get drafted. I thought the older one was a senior. He's not, he's a redshirt junior. So he's eligible to come back. Hey, he's eligible to come back for the next two years if he takes a COVID year. So I'm picking. No matter what seed they are, if they make it back to the tournament next year, they win their conference. I'm gonna pick them to win a game. I don't really care who they play. Yeah. No. They what they combined for like 63 points. Um, I thought it was 58. No. Yeah, something like that. I think it was 63. But yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, they really had the ropes. Had Kansas on the ropes there. Um, <laughs> but. I, yeah, obviously Kansas pulls it out the end. Almost no defense in that game whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> which is surprising because Kansas is a pretty good defensive team. Um, they couldn't stop the Groves twins. They're not twins. They're, yeah, they're not twins. Twins just flow. Um, yeah, that was pretty fun. I knew I, I, I should have figured that was going to be on your list. Um, but your number one on my list is obviously Rutgers' first tournament win since 1983. Uh, first time we were in the tournament since 1991. Uh, so I was negative 15 years old the last time they had a tournament win. Wow. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of ugly. It was a very defensive game against Clemson. We uh, edge them out 60 to 56. Um, you know, I mean, it's classic records. You just grinded it out, and uh, it was – at no point was that game out of reach or comfortable with the lead. Like I think at the, yeah. I, maybe the largest lead of the game, I, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I think it was like five points by Clemson, maybe seven, five to seven it, points. That sounds right. So it was, it was, my heart was racing the whole time. We pulled it out at the end and I'm just so glad. And um, obviously let down by the game on Sunday night, which we were right there. We had it. We were up by 10 with five minutes left. Yeah. Uh, and we couldn't pull it out at the end. And um, yeah, it was rough. 
Uh, yeah, like I don't know. If, were you watching the Rutgers game? Like all I was. The way through? Yeah, because I, I had Rutgers remember, in my elite eight. Do you remember the the? It was the alley oop. It was a miss alley oop to Miles Johnson, and then yeah. Houston rebound and got a three with like five seconds later. So it was a five point swing. I don't think there was like with three minutes left or something, and that really, really shifted the rest of the game. From there, we just, um, yeah, we just let it go. But that 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 was huge, and yeah, um, it was just everyone was distraught after the game, and uh, I don't know. But we'll be back. Um, just above anything else, um, and we'll, after this, we'll move on to the teams that are left. But I don't know. I'm just glad we proved that we belong there. Yeah. Um, you know, we're 11 lost team this year, like that the record doesn't look great, but like we're like, we're just a good team and we really belong there. Like if I'm just glad we showed out with like Houston's a, a, the two seed and we played them right down to the final second. So. Right. Yeah. They had like a 10 point lead with four or five minutes left. So. Right. And like, we had our flaws, like we're not the best offensive team. We had stretches of the season where we lost like four out of five and, um, but like we, we are, I, I think we are truly a top 30 team in the country. Yeah. So, so I'm just glad and sign of things to come, good things to come, uh, for Rutgers basketball. Yeah. But anyway, we will get into the teams that are left the sweet 16. It starts on Saturday, so it's this Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for the sweet 16 and the elite eight. Yeah. Um, we'll start in the West with the Gonzaga Creighton game, a team that no one thought would be in the Sweet 16, and a team that everyone thought would be in the Sweet 16. Um, U.S. Uh, Santa Barbara over Creighton was, I don't have any numbers that back that up, but it had to be the most popular upset pick. Either that or Winthrop over Villanova, but yeah, those two those were two. definitely the most popular ones. And certainly, no one expected Creighton to get to the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, who were they? Who was the four seed in that? Play? They played Ohio. Okay, it would have been Virginia. So I'm just looking at it from oh, the right. perspective okay. of, the, of the beginning of who people could have had them against. But yeah, I don't think anyone would have had Creighton. This is the first Sweet Sixteen ever. They haven't even made the Sweet Sixteen. Really? I heard that today. Yeah, this is the first sweet first Sweet Sixteen. I believe. Not even with when uh, Greg McDermott was there. Doug McDermott. Yeah, I meant him. Um. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't um, believe so. I heard that today somewhere. I hope I mean, I'm not incorrect, was, but. He didn't make it. He didn't win two tournament games, and. No. I'll fact check it, but you can go ahead and start it. talking about this game or, or one of these teams. But I'll, I'll, um, I'll okay, I I I mean everyone is high on Gonzaga as I I as I am one of those people as well. Um, they had the biggest tournament win ever, I believe, against Norfolk State in round one. What was that? It was by forty four points. That was their margin of victory. Then they. Handily beat Oklahoma on Monday. Um, that game ended as a 17, 16 point game. Um, and Creighton, I know you just said that it was a popular upset pick to pick Santa Barbara over Creighton, which I had that too. Um, because I, I watched the Big East Championship uh, and 
Creighton got embarrassed by Georgetown, a 500 team. So I really didn't expect much out of them in the tournament. I had them out in the first round. Um, but they edged it out against Santa Barbara, as we saw. And they had control of the Ohio game, majority of that game. They uh, That ended as a 14-point win for them. Um, I don't see this being much of a <laughs> much of a game. Um because I think Creighton's vulnerable. I, they're just, I mean, Santa Barbara I liked, and they were a popular upset pick, but they played Santa Barbara, then Ohio, in their first two games. Granted, barely barely beat Santa Barbara, too. So um, they kind of got lucky playing, not playing the best team they could in the second round, which would have been Virginia, as Mitchell said. And I just think Gonzaga's, I'm just going to slaughter them. I mean, one of their guys is going to go off for like 25 plus, whether it be Timmy, Kispert, Suggs, or IEIE. So um, one of those guys, it's inevitable that they're going to, one of them's going to have a great game, if not like two or three of them. So, yeah, that, that would be very, very shocking if Creighton beat them. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, I see it playing out the same way. Gonzaga is an offensive juggernaut, and uh, they're. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to spoiler, but I, I I'm big on Oregon, so I think Oregon could definitely give them a good run in the Elite Eight. But it still would be surprising if they don't advance to the Final Four at this point. Um, so, yeah, and I, I did double check. They haven't made the Sweet 16. Creighton hasn't since 1974, but that was before the tournament expanded to what the size of it is now. Okay. Um, so wow. they haven't made the Sweet 16 since then, and not since the tournament, like the you know the 64, 68 teams. Um, so yeah, uh, we can move on to the next, the other matchup in the West region, which is. USC versus Oregon. Uh, USC comes off of beating Drake in the first round pretty handily um, by 16. And then they absolutely obliterate Kansas yeah. um, in the round of 32. And yeah, I mean, USC is a team that I think I had picked out in the first round, but they have Evan Mobley, who's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft, probably. Uh, his brother, Isaiah, right? That's his first name, Isaiah, yes. Yep. Um, Mobley's fantastic. He had 10 points, 13 boards, three blocks, and five assists against Kansas. Um, like I said, Kansas, like, they played pretty good defense all year. I know Marcus Garrett's a really good defender on that team, but they let up 80-something to Eastern Washington and ended up 85 to USC. So they're they really did not show their defensive prowess in the tournament. Um, but again, like I said, I didn't really get to watch much on Monday. This was the last game of the day. Um, but I was watching the other one of the other games. I think it was the Michigan game. And by then, this game was already pretty much over. So I, I had it on for the second half, but I, I wasn't really paying attention because it was already a blowout. So, yeah, USC really showing out. And the Pac-12 in general, I mean, there's yeah. four teams left in the Pac-12. Shout out no, Bill Walton. All, all four teams. They're the only four in the Pac-12, right? Like, I don't think anyone else got eliminated. Who? 
All four. There's only four Pac-12 teams that made it, correct? And they're no. all still in. Um, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, that's it. But uh, Bill Walton predicted an all Pac-12 t- Final Four, and he's a huge Pac-12 Pac- advocate. I watched a lot of the Pac-12 tournament and listening to Bill listening to Bill Walton call a game is is awesome. And I'm to say he probably called Pac-12 the Conference of Champions maybe 13 times a game. I'm not even exaggerating. He kept constantly kept calling the Pac-12 Conference of Champions, and I loved it. Um, so, yeah, here yeah. you go, Bill Walton, a Pac-12 treat, probably the best, the two best teams. I know they weren't in the championship, but in, the, in their conference championship, but they were um, the one and two seed in the tournament they were i think they were the top two in the pac-12 of the regular season um this is going to be a great game uh oregon we're both big on i like oregon as well um and usc you just talked at length about how they had a fantastic showing against kansas um i don't know this game is tough yeah i just really like oregon just because they have an ex-ruckers player eugene amarori um, he's fantastic. He's a six, seven, six, six, like wing forward, like guard. Like he's just, he can kind of do it all. Like he can kind of play any position really. Um, and he's just really good and fun to watch and enjoyed him at Rutgers. And if we still had him, I mean, I think we'd be, uh, I don't know, maybe we would have had a different seed in this tournament. Um, but he he's fantastic. He didn't get to play last year because uh, of the transfer rule, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Oregon's really good. They probably shouldn't have been a seven seed, to be honest. I, I think I, they should have been a five or six. Um, and maybe they because of their lost early exit in the Pac-12 tournament, maybe that affected things a little bit. But obviously they take it to Iowa. Um, they had a great game plan. They pretty much just let Garza do whatever he wanted, but they didn't let anyone else beat them. Yep. Um, they almost got 100 against Iowa. I know Iowa's yeah. defense isn't great, but they really, like, you know, their their starters scored 91 points. Wow. And what? They ended with, like, 96. Five 95. bench points? Four bench yeah, points. Yeah, they had... They had Sorry, they had 89 starter points. They had okay, six still, bench. yeah, six bench points. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so and Chris Dorte, uh, fantastic, average 17 in the regular season. I think he was co-pack 12 player of the year uh, with Mobley. I don't know if that's correct, but um, he's playing fantastic as well. And I really like Oregon. I think they're going to advance. Are we giving our picks here? Sure. Give your pick. There's no rules. I have Gonzaga and Oregon. I have the same. It's really hard though this this game. Um, last thing on it, they the two USC Oregon played each other February 22nd. USC won by 14, 72 to 58. Okay. I think uh, Oregon did have a big COVID pause. I don't know um, if don't recall. No comment. No comment. There you go. 
What's next? All right, we're going to move on to the East region um, where Michigan takes on Florida State. Um, I'm excited for this matchup as well. Another tough game. Uh, Michigan is a team that people were pretty much out on because after the Isaiah Livers injury in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, but here they are in the Sweet 16. They are, I always am high on Michigan every wow. year. Uh, Wagner, fantastic, such a fun player to watch. And um, Hunter Dickinson as well. Yeah. They are a sophomore and freshman, respectively. So, I mean, I think Wagner might test the NBA draft waters, but I thought I maybe. saw a mock draft in Dickinson, uh, Dickinson too. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, that's just all speculation, really. It's up to him if he wants to declare, but I don't know. They, um, right. But Eli Brooks. I saw at the end of the LSU game, which was pretty close. I was just going to mention him, yeah. Up until the end. He, he like, wasn't on the floor. I think he got hurt, right? Yeah, um, I think. I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know his status for this game. He might be okay. He'll probably do everything he can to get out there. Um, but he's really stepped it up the past two games. Um, I checked his stats in this season. He averaged 9-3-3. Three, and three. Past two games, he's averaged... I think 17, six and five. So with livers out, he's really, uh, I know he stepped up a little bit. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, Michigan's a great team. They were all coached by Juwan Howard. Um, Mike Smith, who played really well in their first game, I believe, didn't really make too much of an impact in the second game. He's really small. He's only 5'10", 5'11". So um, the length of Florida State might get to them. Florida State's one of the biggest teams in the country. Um, they played Colorado, right? Yeah, I they beat Colorado by 18 in the second round. First round, they beat UNC Greensboro by 10. Um, yeah, I, I – they I, – off the top of my head, they don't really have any true standouts, but they're just playing solid basketball the past few games. Um, you know, they're kind of style of basketball, long and athletic. Um, they've been somewhat inconsistent this March. You know, they had that loss in Notre Dame, a very mediocre to poor Notre Dame team at best um, earlier in March. Um, I think the only other loss in March they've had was the Georgia Tech in the AC tournament who went on to win it. Um, I don't know. This is gonna be a tough game too. I think I I have Michigan in this. Michigan's favored by two and a half. Yeah, I think Michigan just beats Mount. I think it'd be a very good game. Um, but I could really see it going either way. Honestly, um, Florida State has yet to just get over the hump of like getting to a Final Four. Um, and I don't know if they ever have, but not in recent memory. I don't believe Michigan. Florida State. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, yeah, it should be a really good game. And that is on uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday at 5. Um, I have Michigan as well. The other game in the East region is UCLA, our first double-digit seed we're talking about here, versus Alabama, Jack's 
national champion pick. That's right. Um, they really showed out against Maryland. They made 16 threes and um, 96. They won 96 to 77 against Maryland. Um, looked like the Golden State Warriors out there. <laughs> they looked. They looked awesome. As Mitchell said, Bama is my pick. Still is my pick. Um, first round they had Iona. It was a one point game at half. Um, uh, they ended that. It was a sixty eight to fifty five final, which, I mean, Iona, they're not great, but I'd say one of the better fifteen seeds we've seen in a while. Just considering that they're, they got a Hall of Fame coach on the sideline. Um, so they may have, um, I don't know, that may have had people a little uh, skeptical of Alabama, of that game being close, but they really proved themselves against Maryland. Uh, almost put up 100. Um, as a team, they shot 53% from the field and 485 from three. And watching that game, they kept showing Herb Jones, um, who's SEC Player of the Year, and another... Um, I believe senior Keon Ellis on the sideline. And I checked, they only played 17 minutes each um, in that crushing defeat against Maryland. Um, Jaden Shackelford really was lights out from three. He went five of eight, ended with 21 points. And my favorite player on the team, which I believe I told Mitchell, Javon Quinterly. Um, I just love his game so much. I see a lot of like Kyrie in it, who I love watching Kyrie play. Um, Quinterly went to Nova, entered the transfer portal after his first year, and really wanted to come to Pitt. I think Pitt was rumored was one of his teams. Maybe not. Maybe I was just being optimistic. Um, but he went to Bama. Um, but he had an awesome game on Sunday. I believe he had, or when was that, Monday? Uh, he ended with 14 and 11, I think. Um, yeah, they got a couple other guys that they're just, they're just deep. And the main reason why I love Bama so much is their coach, uh, Nate Oates, whom I, I, uh, I read about recently in a book I have, um, I read about his story in March. Um, where was he in Buffalo and he dominated the Mac for the past few years. Not that long ago, I think, honestly, in 2016, he was a high school basketball coach. Was he the coach at Buffalo when you picked uh, Arizona to win it all with DeAndre Aiden and you made yeah. upset them in the first round? Yeah. So it's all coming full circle now. You're you're just uh... yeah. Well, back then I didn't know about Nate Oates. Now I do. Right. And, and, uh, there's no way you would have picked. You may have picked Arizona to lose in the first round. Probably. Yeah. So, um, he's a fantastic coach. And yeah, I I don't I I really like Alabama a lot. I think they can do it. Um, I mean that's part of the reason I said earlier that I wasn't uh that mad at the upsets because in all honesty I have a, a I mean they're a two seed but somewhat obscure winner. So and in two of my tournament challenge pool groups I'm the only one who picked them. So if Bama wins I win. So um. Yeah, roll tide. Ride, die with roll tide. Roll tide. So does UCLA have a chance? No. Coming from the tournament, the excuse me, the conference of champions. No. Um, Sorry, Bill. 
And they're playing really well now. I mean, but they had to play Michigan State team that like probably didn't even belong. I know they had some good wins, but they, they barely beat them. They beat BYU, and then they play Albany Christian. I mean, they uh, that Michigan State win, I mean, just going off margin of victory each game, they're technically getting better. Um, Michigan State, it ended up as a six-point game. BYU was an 11-point game. Then Abilene, they beat by 20. Granted, keep saying it, Albany. I, every time I, re- I say Albany, <laughs> every time, it's Abilene Christian. Yeah, Abilene. Um, but that uh, their margin of victory keeps going up, but honestly, they could be playing just three worst teams. Not nah, BYU's better than Michigan State, but um, I don't know. They're, I, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have trouble here. with Bama. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good run and it's a good story, and uh, but I think it's I think this is where their time comes to an end. But who knows? Because what do I know? Yeah, we don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. So I'm making Michigan and Bama to play in the Elite Eight. Um, I have that as well. I don't know. I'm really, uh, I'm really thinking about Florida State here, but I'm going to stick with Michigan. Um, for now. Okay. Um, we're going to move on to the South region, but before we do, I got to tell you guys about our favorite tuxedo place. Hands down favorite. Diet. Hands down favorite. And honestly, uh, I couldn't even tell you number two. Yeah, number one by a by a wide margin like um, you, all, you all know mr t's is like the gonzaga and every every all the competitors are like norfolk state right that that, that that's is a good the, analogy that is a perfect analogy thank you for that yeah um you all know who it is it's mr t's tuxedos um so we gotta tell you about them do you or someone you know have a wedding formal prom or big event coming up soon well lucky for you we have you covered Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area by far, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philadelphia, as well as on-site fitting located at your preferred location. Make sure you mention that us here at Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry and to take a look at their catalog and for all the information that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, be sure to visit their website, mrtstux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot of looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos, folks. Got to have you looking sharp out there. Correct. All right. Back to the basketball. Who we got next? The South region, um, which is, again, Baylor, a team a lot of people had expected here in the Sweet 16, and Villanova, a team that almost no one had in the Sweet 16. Right. Like Um, I said earlier, one of the most popular upset picks, either one or two, was Winthrop over Villanova. No one believed in a Gillespie-less that's a fun word, Gillespie-less Villanova team. Um, but here they are. Jay Wright hasn't playing well. 
He what does. Do how do you, how does this one play out? I know Baylor's really hot. Yeah. Um, again, uh, like, sorry, you, you can go ahead first. Um. Yeah, Baylor's hot, but so is Nova, surprisingly, without Edgy. A Gillespie-less Nova is hot as well. I mean, they beat Winthrop by 10, which everyone expect. not everyone, a lot of people expected them to lose just to, and to win by double digits. It's very impressive. And they, uh, then they pretty handily beat North Texas by 23. So um, they've had guards in the absence of Gillespie step up, like uh, Justin Moore and what's his name? Caleb Daniels. Also, Archie Diakono's brother is getting a lot of minutes. Not really putting up numbers, I don't think, but he's getting a lot of minutes. And those three guys are holding it down. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl playing like the Big East player of the year he is. Co-Big East player of the year, excuse me. Um, against Winthrop, they shot pretty mediocrely, but they were 50% from three against North Texas. Um, they got a forward. Cole, is it Swider or Sweeter? I think it's Swider, right? Swider. Um, he's hot from three. He's 71% the past two games. So, team that can shoot, that's that means trouble. And my thoughts on Baylor, I'm honestly not much. They, um, I mean, they're great, not <laughs> saying they're. I don't think they're that good, but their trio of guards performing up to expectations and knock off Jimmy Butler, knock off Donovan Mitchell, and who's their other one? Um, Macy Oteague. yeah. Um, you know, they're, perform- as I said, performing up to expectations. They're playing good basketball, and I wanted to shout out one more guy. Who is it? He's the guy with the weird – he's like the white guy with the weird hair. Oh, uh, Meyer, Matthew Meyer. And – these past two games, he's been averaging, uh, I think, close to 13 and, like, seven rebounds a game, which I saw a TikTok of someone on Baylor going around and saying, who would you least like to date your daughter? And everyone said Matthew Meyer. He's, like, the Stefan Diggs of, of Baylor basketball. So that's just fun, a, a good note, good side note there. Um, this game's tough. Baylor's favored by six and a half. I'm going to take Nova with the points. I think Baylor's going to definitely win. Really? I think Baylor, people kept saying how they were just a different team after they like got COVID. Yeah. Um, but Baylor lost two games all year. There, I ultimately, I was debating last show changing my bracket to a Baylor final, but I stupidly chose Illinois. I, I had Illinois originally. I was debating Baylor because I'm like, I, I think Baylor was like right up there with like Gonzaga all year. And then, you know, I, I don't know. Like I just didn't really consider them all year like, I, at the end because I'm just like, I played the narrative of everyone saying, oh, they're, they've lost momentum. They didn't play well in the big 12 tournament. Um, but I don't know. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna handily beat Villanova. You know, Villanova plays Winthrop. I know they were a one-loss team, but then they play North Texas, um, a team that didn't even win their. They in the regular season, I think they were third in their conference. Okay. So they weren't even like yeah. the top team in that. And they, they, you know, they play well against Purdue and they beat them. But 
you know, I don't know. I just think Baylor's definitely going to – I'm confident. I don't know why. I'm feeling really confident in Baylor in this one. I just feel a little confident in Nova. I don't know. Everyone doubted them. A lot of people doubted them. And they're uh, Sweet 16 without their, like, second-best player, their point guard. And I don't know. I, I think that's a, tr- that's a true testament of playing team basketball, which is key to the tournament. I should have I should have really thought more into picking them over Winthrop. I was just going with it because it was trendy. Yeah. But I really should have thought more into it. Um, still a good team without Gillespie too, like clearly. So right. I don't know. I shouldn't have just like I mean I, kinda, I didn't even like I didn't I just glanced over it. I didn't really think about it too much. It's kind of similar to Baylor too. I mean they didn't play well in the biggest tournament. They lost to they lose to Georgetown in the biggest tournament. What are we talking about? Nova. You said Baylor, I think. I know it's similar to Baylor how they didn't play well in the conference tournament. So that's um also that the uh, reason to not pick them. But yeah, they've really impressed these past two games. All right. So Jack's going with Nova. I'm going with Baylor. No, I'm just taking Nova to cover. I don't know. I'm not taking them to win. No, I just take think take them to win. Take them to win. Come on. Be our first disagreement here. All right, I'll take him to win. Jack's taking Nova. I'm taking Baylor. You heard it here first. Um, in the other game, in the South region, we kind of talked about it a tiny bit a little bit ago, uh, but Arkansas versus Oral Roberts, a three versus 15 seed. Um, that's weird. I think it's the first. Well, no, I guess when Florida Gulf Coast happened. They play a three seed, they, but just seeing they, a – Seeing a 15 versus a three is just weird. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who they played, but it, yeah, it does look odd. Um, Arkansas is a fantastic team. I talked about them earlier. Got Moses Moody, who's one of the best freshmen in the country. Yep. Um, obviously, really like Coach Musselman. Um, I was on. I, I swear, I'm. I'm not just saying this because they're good now and they're playing well. But I was on Arkansas er, earlier in the year. I really like. I was too. You know, I promise, I'm not kidding either. Because I really like you know coaches that made deep run. Because we all remember Nevada going to the Sweet 16. Yep. Uh, with Musselman in 2017 or 18. Yeah. Um. And when I found out he was at Arkansas, I didn't know that until earlier this year. Um. He was, he's been there for two years. I think this is his second year there. But he, uh, I don't know. I really like that. I like when the coaches go to a team and I kind of look into them a little bit more. Um, so I think they're, and I, I was like thinking like, you know, earlier in the year, they'd be like a little bit lower seed. They ended up the year really hot. So they jump up all the way to a three seed. Um, but they were a team I was definitely going to keep an eye on. And I've been right so far. So I don't know. I think Oral Roberts is probably going to come to an end here, but I mean, that'd be unbelievable. <laughs> they, they made it and played Baylor and they lead eight. Yeah. Um, I think I heard this on part of my take, but uh, Musselman purposely scheduled teams that he thought was going to win their, their conference of the mid-majors or like the smaller conferences, Arkansas played North Texas this season. They put Oral Roberts already this season, and they also played Abilene Christian this season. So um, 
that's just fun to note. Uh, they in their matchup against Oral Roberts, they beat Oral uh, eighty-seven to seventy-six in December. Um, however, Oral Roberts had a ten-point lead at half. It was forty to thirty, and then second half, our Arkansas outscored Oral Roberts fifty-seven to thirty-six. Um, so just kind of judging off the historic the the history of these two of the one game that we saw the season, but I feel like. I'm not going to take Arkansas to lose, but I feel like it's going to be close. I think that helps Oral Roberts. They already seen this team before. Um, Arkansas favored by 11, and I'm taking Oral Roberts to cover. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that'd be something. Uh, how did Acemas do in in the first game? He only had 11 and four. But O'Banner had, like, upper 20s. Wow. This game is – what time is this one? This one's on Saturday. Perfect, 7.30. I work till – I'm not going to be able to watch the first two games because I work from 3 to 8 on Saturday, okay. unfortunately. But I'll be able to watch this one, um, which is great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Arkansas is going to win, um, but – yeah, I, I, I hope it's I hope it's uh, thrilling here. You know, Or Roberts is a fantastic story, and um, I remember them back because I think when Pitt was a one seed one time, they played Oral Roberts in the first round. Of this really, season. I don't even remember. I've honestly this is the first time I'd heard of Oral Roberts. Yeah, I didn't even I think, think it was college. No, 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 I I remember them way back from then. I'd have to look into it, but I I remember them from back in the day. Yeah, so, yeah, fun, fun, exciting matchup, and uh, I can't wait for that one as well. All right. Next game. We have our final region, which is the Midwest region, and this is the um, the most crazy one. Would have been even more crazy if Rutgers could hold on and we'd have an 8, 12, 11, and 10. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, we have an 8, 12, 11, and 2 seed. Um. We start off with a matchup of uh, a team that probably shouldn't have been an eight seed in Loyola, Chicago. They are now um, seventh in Ken Palm in the nation. Seventh. They're what? I think they're seventh in like the Ken Palm rankings. Okay. So wow. this is a team that uh, probably should have been a five seed, honestly, maybe a six something like that, but they're playing fantastic right now. We talked about them earlier. Um, they played great defense. They smothered Illinois. They only shot 28 for six, 26, 28% from three. Um, Sumo looked human against them. Yeah, and, and Coburn was, looked human too. He was looked tired by that game. Very shocked. I, I mean, Illinois, I thought, was definitely the second best team in this tournament after Gonzaga, in my opinion. And they controlled the whole game. Loyola did. I One of the most shocking games of the tournament, even like bigger than a lot of the first round upsets that we saw, in my opinion. All right. So, Loyola's a team that we have high hopes for. Um, We'll mention, we'll talk a little bit about Oregon State here as well. Um, they played 
they play? They play they Tennessee. Played Tennessee, then Oklahoma State. One by fourteen, then by ten. They dominated Tennessee that whole game. It was yeah. out of reach from the start. Um, Tennessee was kind of. I should have thought more about that as well. I picked Tennessee to win. Tennessee is very lackluster. Um, their offense is not very good. Uh, Oregon State, obviously, coming off that Pac-12 championship uh, tournament run. Um, you know, they they kept Cade Cunningham in check relatively. I mean, he shot pretty poorly. Um from the field, he was six of twenty when they played them, and uh, wow, they really shut down Oklahoma State. I'm looking at the percentages; they shot 27 percent from the field and 27 percent from three. Oh, so they um, really took it to them, and they're playing hot right now. So, you know, they're they have momentum, but Loyal was the better team. They only lost four games all year. T- top defensive team in the country. Um, I don't know. I think Loyola's going to win. They're favored by six and a half. Yeah. I'm taking Loyola. I mean, not to disrespect Oregon State too much. They are the champion of the conference of champions, but I don't know. They don't excite me that much. Um, yeah, they're the champion of the conference of champions. Right. So maybe we should take a second look at them. But um, Loyola's playing great. They got the – who's what's their guard's name? Um Braden Norris is his name. He I looked at the stats. He transferred from uh some like no like Oakland. It was the it was the college. And um he's playing well the past two games, averaging 13 a game, 13 and 6, shooting efficiently too. Um other than Cam Crutwig, they got uh Lucas Williamson put up 21, then 14. Um yeah, let's go Ramblers. Yeah, I like Braden Norris a lot. Um, played really well in the Missouri Valley Championship, too, against Drake. Um, he had a really good game there as well. So he's been playing well, um, and they're just, they're, yeah, they're a great team. Our final game, uh, the Houston Cougars versus the Syracuse Orange. Um, you were a year too late on Buddy Beheim. One year, one two years, one tournament too late. <laughs> in 2019, I had, um, I had Buddy Beheim in in the Orange in the Final Four, and they let me down. I think they lost what in the first round. They were an 11 seed. You had I them. Think... In a, they were an 11. They had them in the Final Four. That is correct. And now they're 11. Yeah, so that's why I couldn't. They're going pick them. to the final four. That's why I couldn't pick them and win a game this season. I was like, too much, too much deja vu. I, I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to pick an 11 seed Syracuse in the final four. But my 2019 instincts were correct on Buddy Beheim. Um, he's on a tear. Uh, How many threes does he have in the tournament? Like 13. I don't know, but um, as a team, Syracuse is lights out. <laughs> Against West Virginia, they shot 52 from the field and 45% from three. And the first game against San Diego State, they shot better from three than they did the rest of the entire field. They shot 55.3 from the field and 55.6 beyond, beyond the arc. So that's, that's unreal. <laughs> Beheim has 13 threes. That was correct. Wow. 
Syracuse, I mean, I didn't have Syracuse winning a game. I kind of thought, I was skeptical of them going into the tournament. Um, I dug a little deeper on them, and their average point differential over the six games they played in February, uh, average negative two and a half. So they averaged like a loss by three. Um, that includes a 17-point loss to Clemson and a 14-point loss to Duke. So I kind of had reason not to be high on Syracuse going into this, just judging off what I saw from them throughout the regular season. However, in March, in their six games in March so far, they have an average point differential of plus 8.2. So that's a, they're playing 10 points better per game from February to March. And I think their only loss in March was that buzzer beater three against Virginia in the conference tournament. Um, right. So they're playing, they're playing very well in March. <laughs> and I, they're six and a half point underdogs against Houston. And I want all of that for Syracuse. I think, I think Syracuse is going to win this game. And I, I had Houston losing the Rutgers, which <laughs> five minutes left in the game, I was sitting pretty, pretty nice on that ten point lead. But um, I, for speaking about Houston, Quentin Grimes has played well. He's doing what he's been doing the whole year, and they have a couple other guys who, like that guy who got hurt, but Jero, yep, um, him, Marcus Sasser, uh, they are both contributing well um but keep in mind i think we well yeah i said this and we talked about it with greg in the in that march madness preview we did um houston basketball is they shoot 40 per ish percent as a team and they hold teams about 37 38 percent which is great but that's not going to fly against syracuse i don't think that they can i mean this is tough to stop how efficiently Syracuse is shooting and it's going to be a handful. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think I don't have confidence in them to handle it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Houston has enough offense to get it done outside. I mean, Quentin Grimes is great. He's a transfer from Kansas. Um, he's fantastic. I've been following him along all year. And I mean, against Rutgers, he showed out when, when Jarrell went down, which he was the only source of offense for them earlier in the game. He had like half their points, I think, in the first half or something like that. Then he hurt his hip pretty bad. He was like grabbing it the whole second half. Yeah. He obviously, he comes back in the game late and finishes it out and hits a couple clutch shots at the end as well. Um, but Grimes really stepped it up when he was out for like that eight, eight, I don't know how long it was, but like an eight to 10 minute stretch or something like that. He's fantastic. But I don't really know if they have enough outside of him. I mean, I know Jerome played really well against Rutgers, but he's not really like, I think he averaged like 10 points a game in the regular season. He's not like a, you know, this crazy score or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I think Syracuse is, they're shooting too well right now, and they've got that zone defense that just throws people off in the yeah. tournament because people aren't expecting to see it. Um, Syracuse is going to win this game. You're I right. I think so, too. So, I think we'll have an 8 or 11 seed in the Final Four. Wow. 
It is not uncommon. Either one of them. Either one of them. Yeah, you can one sec, but either one of them is a great story to be in the final four with a father-son duo and Loyola. And a Ryan Jeffrey TJ combo. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've said this stat before many times, but from 2013 to 2019, there's been a seven seed or lower in the final four. So happens every year, practically. Um, but people just don't, and myself included, aren't, uh, aren't ballsy enough to pick it. So. Yeah, it's we know it's going to happen, but we don't know from where, you know, like we don't know which region. And even if we did know which region, we'd have like a a one in four chance to guessing a seven through 11 seed. So there's 24 teams that fit into that category, seven through 11. You got to pick the right one. That's a 4% it's chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just and better I, to go safe. Yeah. I'm not like trying to like, toot my own horn a lot here because my bracket wasn't very good and I picked Illinois out of this region in both of my brackets but in my second bracket which was my quote-unquote more like risky bracket I picked a lot more upsets in that one I did have the Midwest region as my like crazy like uh, region and it turns out to be that way so far I picked Oregon State, Liberty, Syracuse, Moorhead State, Rutgers, and I picked for some reason Cleveland State over Houston. So I picked like the 12, 13, 11, 14, 10, and 15 seed in that bracket. Wow. So <laughs> for some reason, I thought that was going to be the crazy region, and I was right. Um, just not, not for the right reasons. Exactly. Correct. <laughs> and just for the record, I know I picked Moorhead State over West Virginia, and I was down on them. Uh, and and they did. did prevail in the first round, but I did say they were frauds, and I was right. So I was not in on West Virginia at all. Um, but clearly, I was wrong in a lot of other ways. So yes, you were. Yes, I mean three out of my four final four teams are out. Didn't make the second weekend. Texas, Texas Tech, and Illinois. So mine were Ohio State. Illinois, Gonzaga, Bama. I got three. I got two, I mean. Yeah. All right. Any any final words here in this tournament? It's been fantastic. We're so it glad really to have is. it back. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to some more, two more weekends of great, great games. Roll Tide. There you go. Roll Tide. <laughs> um, thank you for listening, folks. Um, uh, by the time this is out, We'll still be a couple of days to join if you are interested in our second chance pool. Uh, not going to be quite as big as our regular tournament challenge group, but hopefully we get a couple of people in there and, um, you know, win a little bit of money. Hopefully mitigate your losses if you can win that or something. So True. if you're interested, you can uh, check our Instagram post or DM us and we'll get you in there. And uh, you can uh, have a chance of redemption of your bracket you if it was as bad as mine. Um, so yeah alright folks thanks for listening uh, be sure to check out Mr. T's Tuxedos if you need a suit or a tux or any any sort of formal attire uh, follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast we'll catch you next time see ya.